Hey, pull up a chair. Attacks on Tap with David Axelrod and Mike Murphy. Would you who shut is up, on, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so list? right. Gentlemen, is, I think this we've is ended so this. He's going to pack the court. We have end, we're no, not no. going to give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a pr- productive segment, wasn't it? Wolf, that was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. It was a disgrace. So here we are, post-debate, the debate apocalypse. I've just finished my fifth shower, and I still feel bad <laughs> for the country. It, um, that was the worst televised moment of a presidential campaign in American history. And it, uh, it, it was just kind of heartbreaking. But I guess we have to, we're hacks. Robert Gibbs, David Axelrod, uh, let's talk about the politics. What does it mean? I don't think it means much, honestly. I, uh, Trump looked to me tonight like a guy who knows that he's losing, is really mad about it, thinks that he's been unfairly treated, and just indulged himself and let out a primal scream. I mean, I think his mission was to try and unsettle Biden, uh, but really what he did was reveal himself, and it was a Trump that we've seen for four years, and it's the Trump that keeps him mired in the low 40s and unable to move. Uh, He needed a breakthrough win tonight, uh, to try and tra- change the structure of a race that, you know, he's been trailing seven by seven or eight points for a long time. And I think he just he just uh, put uh, an anchor on himself, honestly. Yeah, I think the primal scream uh, is the thing that's driven uh, suburban voters far away from Donald Trump. Uh, the primal scream is driven... Uh, and the chaos around it uh, has separated him even from those who voted for him just four years ago. Uh, and to your point, David, I think he he had to do something. Most importantly, he had to do something to change the view of him and his presidency. Uh, and if that was the mission, it was a cataclysmic failure uh, because it was everything we've seen in a Twitter feed uh, for the last four plus years. Yeah, I, I, I'll sing harmony on that. You know, he's the guy who had to move numbers. You know, half the half the men don't like him, and almost all the women hate him in the country. So he's, he's, he's in quicksand. He's going down. He needed a debate to get on offense and change the topic. And what he did instead, by basically setting his hair on fire and, and b- being a wild man, um, was he created a thing where now it's a daily context for the next many days between talking about ACA, which is a losing debate for him, between talking about acting like a you know a drunk at a bar at a debate, which is a losing battle for him, um, or or talking in the suburbs about pro life, pro choice. So he just keeps creating things to get in the way of him doing anything sane to get any traction in the race. So yeah, I think it was a was an epic fail for him, and I don't I don't think he had a strategy. I think as David said. It's just therapy for him. So he went out and roared and raged and trashed all norms, and uh, he hurt himself. I think he actually, if possible, went a little backwards, not forward. Yeah. No, I think that I, I, I said on the on the air on CNN tonight that I thought that, that he may have ended his presidency tonight, and I believe that because he needed he needed a great night. When yeah. you're the incumbent president, you're down by eight. You need a great night in your favor. And uh, instead, he had a disastrous night. Like, I don't put much stock in in uh, flash polls, but CNN uh, did one. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, lopsided in Biden's favor, 60 to 28. Um, you know, we'll see what other polling shows. But one thing's for sure, it is very unlikely that Donald Trump will have made up ground uh, with this debate. And the next time they debate, and I guess they are going to debate, there was a, some sentiment uh, uh, on the air tonight for, for whether he should debate, they should debate again, but, uh, that the campaign quickly settled that. I think they're smart because I don't think you want to give, uh, Trump the opportunity to say that you're running away. Uh, but I don't think the next two debates are going to mean that much, to be honest with you. They're two weeks away till the next presidential debate. And, uh, by that time, you know, millions more will have voted and I just think attitudes will be even more 
ingrained. So this was the night that Trump needed a breakthrough performance. And um, I guarantee you this isn't what, to the extent he had a team prepping him, this is not the performance that they were prepping him to give. No, but it's the it's that we saw tonight. It's it's the performer that he wants to be. It's the entertainer. It's the reality show. Um, it, it I mean, we, we use this word all the time to discuss the state of the race, and that's stable or stability. And and I don't I don't think that um, to your point, David, I mean, I think he needed to set a tone in the first 30 minutes Um he needed to have a strong debate. He needed the perception of that strong debate to carry through the next two debates. Uh, he's running out of events to change the trajectory of the race. And I think Murphy's probably right that if the, if this event did anything for his fortunes, uh, it probably hurt them. It, it solidified anybody that, that was at all confused about what they were getting for the next four years yeah. and, and, and solidified it and crystallized it. You know, you say, well, he, you say, Robert, he's a, uh, you know, this is him, the showman, this is him, the entertainer. Actually, this is him being a big fat asshole. And, <laughs> and this is what, this is what the country yeah. has re this is what people have recoiled from. There was a woman on, uh, there was a, a dial group that CNN did in, in, in Westerville, Ohio, a place that, uh, that uh, Murphy is familiar with, suburb of Columbus. And, Columbus, right? Suburb of Columbus. Um, and uh, he, um, he uh, and, and a woman said, you know, I like a lot of what he says, and, you know, I just hate the way he says it. And she says, I just don't think, you know, I just can't embrace that. Uh, I don't think I can vote for him. And therein lies the story of this election. Uh, you know, the people are rejecting Donald Trump, the person. Uh, I mean, I think he's been deeply, deeply wounded by the, uh, by the coronavirus. Thought he did poorly on that again tonight. Uh, but I think it, it just goes to something deeper, which is he, people just don't, they don't want the president of the United States to be a big fat asshole. Well, there was a fork in the road where he should have tilted toward the theory that people have boiled in that he's a jerk, but oh boy, I like my stock market number or whatever. Instead, he, he doubled down on being a jerk. I mean, th this was Trump plus. This was like the premium package. It was extra jerky. And you, even in his world, his famous base, which is a losing hand, as we've talked about before, it's not big enough. Only the most loutish members of it can get excited about that performance tonight. I mean, they can all go buy new red hats with devil horns on them or something now and have a, have a new toy. But it's, uh, it's a mess. And I want to go back to something uh, you said, David. The Biden campaign has said there's going to be another debate. And I think the other debates are going to be devalued now as a clown show. Why tune in? We know what we're going to get. But there, I think the, the presidential debate, you know, is a commission is it's the Muppet balcony puppet. So who knows if they'll catch up with this. But there is going to be an argument. The next moderator ought to have either a microphone kill switch or a fire hose. Some some more powerful thing to at least make an attempt to control this better. It can't be a rule. Because Trump is just 290 pounds of bad faith. He won't, he won't do any rule following. But I think that that's not a bad debate for the Biden people to get into because it just puts the spotlight on how horrible and unfit he is and then ultimately show up. I think there should be a kill switch. I, I, you know, I think they should be able to turn his mic off. Absolutely. And, and the, look, the, we can't I prefer do fire two hose, more. by the way, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do two more 90 minute episodes of that. Yeah. The, the, that is terrible for democracy. It, the, the election is too important for this. You can't, you, you, you have to have some modicum of, of rules. And a consequence. You have to have. Well, yes. listen, you know, it's funny you should say that because uh, you could say that about the last four years of governance. You have to have a modicum of rules. He doesn't. He doesn't no. believe in them. He doesn't abide by them. Right. That's the defining thing. I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. But 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 my, my point is that this is governed by a structure, right? And, and the question is, is the structure going to govern the process or is he going to govern the process? Well, I think he, you know, I think you're going to get more of what you saw. You know, uh, Steve Scully from... Uh, uh, C-SPAN. C-SPAN 
is the next moderator. It's a town hall, so it's a different format. And by the way, this kind of behavior in a town hall, yeah, uh, the audience will is, go cold. Is, is a is a disaster. But uh, but Scully also is an impeccably uh, uh, you know courteous person, and you wonder if if Chris Wallace couldn't corral this yeah right. uh, disaster. How is how is Scully going to do that? But l- let's talk about Biden a little. Um, because, uh, you know, he was sort of riding uh, a bucking bronco here the whole night. And I have to tell you that I got a lot of, you know, especially early in the debate when the full scope of tr- Trump's uh, uh, of, of Trump's uh, de- depravity was was not as uh, completely right. obvious. Uh, you know, there there's a lot of hand wringing and teeth gnashing. And the fact is, it wasn't, you know, I thought Biden had some really uh, some good moments uh and he talked to the country in a number of places that i thought uh were uh were uh that you know where he really scored some points on health care on the virus uh on voting uh these things i think were were powerful but you know trump's goal was to just sort of bowl him over and um you know, there were there were times in which he he looked sort of uncomfortable, and in, in the midst of all of that, um, I, I don't I think that is small potatoes compared to what Trump did to himself, uh, and that Biden was a net winner in the exchange. Uh, but that you know that was the, that was also Trump's strategy. Yeah, but if Trump were better, which is you know ridiculous assumption, uh, Biden was wobbly. I think he had enough strong moments to survive the media clips. You know, there are two or three good Biden minutes that a lot of people will see that'll do Biden good. And the wobbliness, which was definitely there, will get covered over by the fact that Trump was sawing his own arms off. But if Trump hadn't been such a lunatic at the debate, I think Biden's reviews would have been more mixed. The first question in the first, say, five minutes, as you said, David, when it wasn't apparent that... um, that Trump's strategy was going to be to to blow up everything. I I I think there's no doubt that that Biden started off quite slowly. Um, you know, n- not the most concise answers. Um, quite frankly, not really that well wrapped in message or frame. Uh, I thought his strongest moments, as you said, were clearly when he and I very smartly ignored essentially looking at the moderator, uh, ignored looking at Trump and looked directly into the camera, talked to the American people, uh, talked to them about the plans he has um, and reassured them that he can be their president. Look, one one thing we know is that if people were watching tonight, um, they only see one president on that stage. Uh, and it's certainly not Donald Trump. I, I, so I, I thought all in all, it was a it was a better night for Biden. But I, I agree with you if. if 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 Trump had not done, or maybe it's Mike, but if, if Trump had not done what he did over the course of 90 minutes, I, I think there'd be a lot more Democratic Party concern, bedwetting, all of the above, that there just, it just wasn't the conciseness of the answer, and there just didn't seem to be a broader frame for what this was about until he got the moments that he got. You know, guys, we, uh, we've talked about this before, but... Um there is a curse for presidents in first debates um, because they tend to be defensive. Uh, and if you look back, you know, Ryan Lizza wrote a piece in Politico today saying Trump is underrated as a debater. And he went back and looked at his debates from 2016 and particularly the debates against Hillary Clinton, said he was much more disciplined than people gave him credit for and so on. Uh, that wasn't the case tonight. Tonight, <laughs> tonight he just, and I think it was because he feels aggrieved. You know, he feels like he's been unfairly criticized and, uh, and it just, it just suffused so much of what he talked about. You know, he brought back all the conspiracy theories, the, you know, Biden and Obama spied on his campaign and, uh, um, you know, he, he, uh, you know, dismissed his own public health people on the on the virus, and uh, it just it was a lot of Trump's greatest hits. But um, he, I, I think, in a weird in his in a weird Trumpian way, he got bitten by the 
the presidential reelection first debate bug tonight, too. Yeah, I think we all know we've worked for candidates in debate prep and we're working them through a frame and trying to get them to do things that are authentic to them, but effective and relevant to voters. But we all have the same fear, which is we all know they've got an itch they want to scratch. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I actually wrote the Fair Bridges and River Acts, and I don't know why he said I, you know, they have a thing they got to get out. And Trump is nothing but things he wants to get out. So I, I just don't think any of the measurements of the past or the patterns of the past, the traditional stuff fits him. You know, he's a madman. He gets a mic. He's incredibly insecure. And he just tries to dominate by shouting everybody down, which is not only you know, headache. And the big winners were the Exeteran company tonight because it's not only a headache-inducing deal for the people there. It's painful to watch. I mean, we get paid to watch this shit. And it was, I wanted to turn it off. I was bored out of my mind. Yeah, the winners tonight were, were the networks had baseball playoffs. <laughs> uh, it was the most exhausting 90 minutes. Well, I wonder, I wonder, actually, it'll be interesting to see how many people stuck uh, stuck yeah. with it. I know, uh, I mean, I, I got lots of uh, lots of texts, including from my wife, who, uh, who said she just couldn't, she couldn't uh, bear it anymore, but you know the one thing though david the, the, i would say to you you know we were both there in 2012 and and you know i think both knew uh, only a few minutes into the debate that it was far off the rails but what we saw on that debate was a, a president that was just didn't think he needed to be there didn't think this was a good use of his time uh didn't think his opponent belonged on the stage with him and quite frankly underperformed greatly. I, I think what we got from Trump was everything we've always gotten from Trump. I, I don't think Trump showed up tonight a different person. I think the challenge and the problem for Trump is he showed up exactly the same way he has since he flew down the escalator at Trump Tower. I mean, th this was one more, um, you know, one more episode in in the Trump reality show as president of the United States. And, there are a couple of there are a couple of episodes uh, in this thing that were uh, particularly, I thought, egregious. Yeah, uh, one was when Chris Wallace asked him to several times to yeah. disassociate himself from white supremacists. Van Jones was very vocal on that on my uh, on on the CNN panel tonight and and trump uh, demurred it and he f finally grudgingly said he would tell them to stand down and stand by yeah they've got a logo now online for that they're very excited are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right so wing. So what are you? What are you, you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like boys. White supremacists and right boys. Stand back and stand by. And uh, the second one was when uh, Biden was uh, talking about his son, Bo, not being a, a sucker because he served in the military. And, and Trump uh, brought it back, as he did se tried to several times, to Hunter Biden. And, and Joe Biden referred to uh, uh, his son's uh, drug addiction. He said a lot of families have struggled with this. And, you know, and Trump kind of blasted through that in a really crude way. And speaking of my son, the way you talk about the military, the way you talk about them being losers and being and, 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 and just being suckers. My son was in Iraq. He spent a year there. He got the, he got the Bronze Star. He got the Conspicuous Service Medal. He was not a loser. He was a patriot, and the people left behind oh, really? there were heroes. Really? And I resent Are you talking like about Hunter? Hell. Are you talking about I'm Hunter? I'm talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking I don't about know. I don't know, Bo. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, you know got thrown, Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. It wasn't cocaine use. And, you know, those moments, I think, are really telling. I, I said a year ago that I thought decency would have its day in this election. 
and you know whatever his strengths and and he's got significant strengths and and whatever his weaknesses joe biden is a fundamentally decent and that person. came across I, I thought that was by far the clearest part of who biden is he he's not a policy mandarin uh he is not the gifted uh orator but that he cares about people and is decent it came across in the fact that trump doesn't he, he just consumes everything including the presidency for himself, was the big subtext contrast tonight. And that's great for Biden. We'd all love to have a candidate that polls well in the phrase cares about people like you. Uh, and I think exactly that that came through. Um, you know, the, 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 the Proud Boys shout out. That was a, uh, it was an incredibly amazing moment. And as you said, Mike, there's a, there's a logo now that they've adopted. Uh, and I, boy, if I hear another if I hear another somebody on TV say, well, all these dog whistles from, from Donald Trump, just to be clear, dog whistles are things only certain dogs. Yeah, this can is a bullhorn. Okay. Yeah. It, it, this, right. This is, this is a billboard. This is, this is a, and, and, and look, you know, that plus the combination of, of the answer about where the vote is heading in the electorate, just some really dangerous, dark, ominous tones from, from Trump tonight. I am urging my people. I hope it's going to be a fair election. If it's a fair You're election, I am 100% on board. But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. And I'll tell and what, you what, what does that from mean, a common sense, does that mean I'll tell you what it means. To take to it the means screen? you have a fraudulent election. A lot of people will see this debate not because they watched it tonight, um, but because they see the clips of it in the coming days, which whether is it's how on, people often see the debate, right? Yeah. Which is whether it's on right. social media or on cable or broadcast news, and they're going to see this clip a lot. And so, if you only see a little bit, but you're forced to understand that in a moment where the moderator asked him to denounce white supremacists, he told them to stand down, but stand by. That again, I think was another really important and really damaging. Yeah, I think the big bites are going to be that. They're going to be my son. Uh, They're not losers. Where Biden really came to life and is good, a good, you know, beat a video for him. And then maybe the clown and the shut up and, you know, Trump yelling and that. And that pile of clips, Biden does fine. Now, let me ask you guys a question. If we were. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, some people will criticize him because he stooped to Trump's level. I think there are other of his supporters, Biden's, who were heartened by the fact that he punched punched back. You know, they they think the big, you know, if the big clown shoe fits, so be it. (laughs) Quack like a clown. Uh, So here's what I'd be pitching in in Biden world uh, right now. I would say, look, this thing was painful for the country and our supporters hated it because they saw our candidate have to deal with a madman. You know, it just was bad all around. So what what are we selling next week? And beyond all the process arguments and all that, I think there's an opportunity for the Biden guys to say, hey, America, that was a bad night for our country. You know, uh, we were embarrassed. So if you're tired of this election, you can end it for yourself by voting today. Cast your vote and you're done and you don't have to listen to any more of this crap and you can make your voice heard. Kind of a combination of protest and also an escape. I think there's a huge market for that. I think people would love to throw a ballot in and turn off the TV. Um, Do you think they should be selling something like that? Because I think it's a big window for them, just the psychology of the next week. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, uh, and, and maybe to pitch in, you know, once you voted, you know, grab a phone and get, get one of your friends to do the same. Yeah. And then get off uh, and, the and, island, you know, no yeah, more because for you. I, I don't, you know, and it, <laughs> to your point, David, I, I'd be interested to see what's the time lapse on the audience. What's the difference ultimately in the audience between what happens uh, in this debate and the next debate. And I also think it'll be interesting to see the impact of the vice presidential debates, which I, well, I wanted to raise that because, they, you know, this is going to be really stark because because uh, because, uh, uh, you know, Mike Pence is as smooth as Trump is crude, and uh, he'll probably give the performance that Trump's uh, handlers wished that he had given something like. I mean, you, you can't turn Trump into Pence, but he'll probably talk a lot about the economy and he'll bring yeah. the case against uh, Obama and Biden in, in, in ways that, that Trump uh, didn't or couldn't. Um, 
And um, I, uh, it's really going to be sort of an interesting contrast. I actually, maybe it will help Trump, uh, you know, to see Biden, I mean, uh, to see Pence play that part. But it also could create an invidious comparison, you know. Yeah. I think Trump, Trump will kill him because if, if Pence had been there tonight, he would have won, I think, against that Biden performance, which wasn't bad but wasn't stellar. So Trump, I think the process media will say, God, if Trump could only be like Pence, it's like if Stalin could only be like Trotsky. Next thing you know, Trotsky's <laughs> got a hammer in his head in Mexico City. <laughs> so if I were if I were Pence, I'd I'd get hopped up on amphetamines and jump on the table and squawk and you know avoid that comparison at all costs because you're he probably thinks he's dead already. He's just playing for 2024. Travel with a food taster is what he should be doing. One one thing that uh, one thing I would say is if 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 Pence were debating Biden, I'm not sure Biden's performance would have been what yes, Biden's performance was tonight no. too. Because you know, the problem for Biden is he came and he want he had work to do and he wanted to talk to the country, and you know he had a heckler uh, next to him screaming in his ear for 90 minutes, and it's disruptive. And uh, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be Pence. It's going to be interesting. And I've said before, you know, and I, I, I guess, we'll, uh, you know, we'll uh, talk about this later in the week. But um, I think that if the expectations game worked against Trump in this debate, uh, because he had so belittled Biden, uh, you know, uh, they've got to right size expectations for the VP debate because Kamala Harris is, is a talented debater. But Mike Pence is really very good. And um, I think there's this presumption that because she, um, you know, she faced down Bill Barr and uh, has done well in these Senate hearings, that she will uh, she will dispatch Pence. Um, It's going to be harder. Oh, much harder. And again, I, you know, I've been short her a long time. I just don't know if her chops are as good as the. the assumption as Gina Raimondo. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, now, Gina Raimondo. Thank you for bringing that up. It, yes, that uh, debate, Pence wouldn't even show up. Yeah. He'd be so terrified. Pence would resign the day before, before facing the amazing Raimondo. We're still selling shirts. Murphy still got shirts, three for five dollars. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it if that debate takes on some some greater significance. Do, do people say okay? Like I, I couldn't watch the Madman, but maybe I can at least see the distillation of what it is if that person was sane and what yeah, what, what are the messages? I, I mean, that's a lot to ask of the electorate. Well, I mean, I just think that the problem is that what Trump proved tonight is that he's not sane. And so no, he's a nothing that Pence says is right. going to persuade people that he is. And to Murphy's point, I mean, remember, you know, Pence tried to run the task force, the COVID task force and the coronavirus briefings. And as soon as, as soon as, the adulation came for Pence's abilities inside the briefing room, you know, he was quickly whisked to second or third chair. All right, let's take a minute to hear from one of our esteemed sponsors. You know, Gibbs, every once in a while uh, on Twitter, people will write in and say, Axe, you make me nauseous. But nausea is nothing to joke about. It's like getting stuck in the back of a car and you're kind of a little bit hemmed in and you just you get that feeling and it starts in your stomach. It's not. Yeah. A good and, and, and like you're on your way to something good, a, a celebration or party or something. And now you're nauseous and you can't get rid of it, except there is an answer now and it's called Relief Band. Tell us about Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects, zero, for as long as needed. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through Relief Band, it's available to all of us. Here's how it works with Relief Band. It stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. 
then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. Relief Band is the only over-the-counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. If you know somebody who deals with nausea, Relief Band makes a great gift. I'm telling you, Relief Band works. We know from our own experience, we sent one to our engineer who often gets nauseous during our shows, and he reports 100% cure. Don't fall for those cheap bands you see in drugstores or on your Instagram feed. All right. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for our Hacks listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code HACKS, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So head to reliefband, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D, Dot com and use our promo code HACKS for 20% off plus free shipping. Well, this is one of his problems going into that debate because he is the chair of the Coronavirus Task Force that is uh, also a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside of a train wreck. Uh, and, you know, it is a really fundamental uh, problem right now that the medical experts have been shoved aside, and Dr. Donald Trump is making the judgments now, and his sidekick, Atlas, uh, you know, who is not holding up the earth, he's just holding up medical pros- progress on, uh, on the virus. So, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I think that if 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 uh, Kamala Harris is 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 prepping, uh, she's probably I mean, she is prepping. She's probably doing a lot of prepping on on that because I think anything that makes healthcare front and center and the virus front and center in that debate uh, redounds to Biden's benefit. And I think Pence is going to have a hard time defending the president, defending the president's actions, and defending oh, yeah. his own. Uh, subservience to the president as chairman of that task force. But what Pence will do, I think, well, is rather than sit on smooth defense, he will go, his bumper sticker will be, because the, the subjects, a lot of people think that she might be president because of Biden's age. Spotlight on her. So he'll switch the topic to her and say, you're the you know most liberal or second most liberal senator. You voted for this, you voted for that, you voted for the other thing. You're really AOC with a bigger district and put her on the defensive about that stuff. And he'll be able to sell some tickets doing that. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think that that's where he's going. Well, one, one thing I thought this, he did this the other day in, the, in a news conference. And he did this in the debate and, and it debates are discussion. Uh, no, Biden. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, about issues. Um, can we just get an answer on court packing? We got to figure out what an answer is. Yeah, Biden was not strong. That was Trump's no, one almost legit moment he had. I mean, you can't. I mean, I, I, yeah. It's it's one thing to still be thinking about it. It's still it's one thing to to well, you know, there's arguments on each side or whatever. But to, if your answer is well, if I give you an answer, that's going to be an issue. That this it's a debate. I mean, yeah, let's have a debate yeah. for Christ's sake. Running sakes. for president. I, look, I I I personally think it's a terrible idea. Because I think in about three administrations, you'll have 37 people on the Supreme Court, which, you know, will be just a mess. But I, I think have an answer. I mean, I think, look, yeah, just say I, no. I don't think people want to see a. I think they want to see less politician and more leader. And that didn't look very leaderly. This is a red hot issue among the Democratic base. Um, it doesn't poll well. There was just polls out about it. Uh, and I think Biden as a, an institutionalist is is less enthused about some of these uh, structural changes that have been proposed than well, than some on the I think left this are. is different than the filibuster. And I think you could the one thing you could say about the filibuster is look, you can't change the rules of the Senate unless you're in the majority, right? Mm-hmm. But but the constitution doesn't denote how many people are on the Supreme Court. Just No, he an gave a bad answer to it and then Kamala Harris was on the uh, on CNN later and she gave an equally evasive answer on it and it's obviously evasive and they have to figure out uh, how to answer? How to answer that question? I thought it was the one kind of really terrible moment. Okay, then let's take a break right here, and we'll be right back. Hey, 
I know this is a hard question, but you guys are, you know, we're, we're the hacks. A combined 317 years of experience. <laughs> uh, 318. So, that debate added a year. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, you're sitting over at Trump headquarters right now. And like, what do you do? Ask somebody to pass you the tequila? Well, I have my cry because if I, if I have a soul, which some of them do, um, I... I, I I know I made a deal with the devil for two cents per piece on voter mail. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, keep the checks coming last till election day. You know, I think there's great cynicism in there. But w w if I try to think of a strategy, I, I try to use Kamala Harris's AOC too to get the, to get the thing back to R versus D and back Biden into a corner on the running mate. Um, I sedate Trump. And I, I, I think one of the problems is I would say I start my television to try to move the topic a bit, but we know they're broke. So right now, I think Stepien is spending all his time like cutting Xerox machine contracts and desperately trying to scrape up cash to have, you know, 30 days of TV. So their toolbox is pretty limited. The candidate and the machine are both faulty. If I were, if I were charting a strategy for Donald Trump going into this debate, I would have driven hard on the economy. He, he, you know, you know, I would have come back to that. He was so yeah, intent on, on Hunter and all that crap. But he's got an advantage uh, in polling on the economy. Uh, and, you know, it may not be a winning hand, but it's the only hand he's got to give people uh, something to hang on to who aren't with him right now. Uh, and, you know, I, I heard Tom Cotton, uh, you know, before the debate was was on the air and he was laying out kind of a, a sort of a populist uh, economic uh, argument for Trump that, you know, he was elected to represent, you know, working people and he's done it. And it, I mean, it was it, it's an easy it, it's a thing you would wouldn't mind debating. But um, but people do think, you know, that he knows how to build it when he said, I know how to build an economy. They believe that, but it was a drive-by. It wasn't even a central part of this. It was yeah. it was just a, a tiny little interlude amid his his fulminations. This is when I you know when I talked earlier about him as an entertainer. I mean, I think he goes into these debates saying, you know, people expect me to bring up Hunter and to act like a crazy man around Hunter and making up all this stuff. And I think he feels like he has to perform. To your point, though, I agree, David. I mean. He's got a natural advantage from the polling on the economy. Uh, and Murphy brought this up earlier. You know, were it not for this, he would be basically saying, yes, I'm a little off kilter, but you love the economy. And, and you know, minus COVID, that would sort of be what he's running. Look, so I, what I thought where they, were, where they were going was he's got the energy and he's got the experience to uh, to, to get us out of the, the stitch that the virus put us in the, and, and, and drive that. Uh, comparative. Okay, here's another question. After this train wreck, when it becomes clear that he's worsened his situation, what do you do if you're Mitch McConnell uh, with your candidates? And and is it now time for them to start saying, hey, you know what? If you don't want Joe Biden's radical agenda, uh, you'd better elect Republicans and just cut yourself loose from Trump. Yeah, I think, again, they if they're smart, they'll have a big four-corner offense on. You can't trust Biden and Harris on the economy. They will crank up that machine, the whole choir will sing it, and then Pence might be able to break it through at a debate, and they'd have a little momentum. Uh, and the Republican, with the exception of kind of the Walking Dead, the Cory Gardners, um, the Republican Senate guys are very comfortable on that frequency, and their campaigns all also have a second track. Some have started of kind of Senator Pothole. You know, I'm taking care of the I-4 bypass here at home. Uh, I, my job is more than the D.C. stuff when it's right for, you know, blank. Uh, I take care of that. And, and I think Mitch will be comfortable doing that. And Mitch loves the judge fight because you ask Mitch McConnell what he wants, a, a judge win or hold the majority, he'd take the judge. Well, good news, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all coming to coming to your dream. Going to get your wish. I, I mean, you look at polling on the uh, on this. You know, we thought Operation Warp Speed was about vaccines, but it turns out it's about getting a Supreme Court justice on the bench, and people don't like it. I mean, and the significant majorities of people don't like it. 
that doesn't that won't stop them from doing it, but it may cost a few people their seats. I think uh, the real challenge you're going to have in these Senate races is um, it's going to be, you know, who can hold on past the state in which Trump is doing poorly or isn't going to win. I mean, and you see some of these polls, I mean, um, you know, places where he was winning, you know, I forget the one poll where he won, I think was winning by 30 something four years ago. And he's, his margin is half that now. So he's not safe in any of these States. And so, as you mentioned, the Cory Gardner's of the world, I mean, the real thing is if you're Mitch McConnell, you've got to move all your resources into a place like a Montana, an Iowa, uh, a Georgia, where you've got a chance to hold on to enough seats to hold on to this majority because you got to win, you got to net four seats, yep, right? Right. And if, you, if you're a Democrat, you, yeah. assuming right. that uh, assuming that Jones loses in Alabama, well, well, you got you're right. You got to you, you got to you got to build that up, and you're going to probably have to win. And, and I wouldn't. I, I don't know where I, I'd give Jones a, a fighting chance in Alabama. It's a very tough state. Give him a fighting chance, but you're you're still probably going to need to win a Montana, an Iowa, uh, some place that is going to have to buck the number. The four that everybody counts on is are, are, are Arizona, Colorado, Maine, and I think she's been hurt by this court fight, uh, and North Carolina. If you you know the mart that you want to. Um, if you, if you know, for safety, you, if you're Democrats, you, you've got to, and for wanting to build up a better majority, you, 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 you know, then you go to the Iowa's, the Montana's, uh, uh, Georgia. And, you know, look, Lindsey Graham is in an unexpectedly close Yeah, though race. the court fight's good for him in South Carolina. And, you know, I can argue it's net better for Ernst. So the like $30 million that are coming down on his head since that happened is not good for him, though. And neither is the videotape. Neither is the videotape. Having, having duked it out a few times in South Carolina, uh, that, that, that is not the Philly suburbs on the pro-choice issue. So I think no, I understand. Mitch isn't crazy about some of those outlier states working his way in a pro-life, pro-choice fight. My, my my point is only that uh, Trump's performance tonight, I think, made it more difficult for some of these marginal Senate candidates. Oh, I agree um, with that. Yeah. To your point, David, is, is does does Mitch start to look at at, at a pure survival strategy? I, Absolutely. Well, look, I Absolutely. think he is a pragmatic guy, and he's going to. And I don't think it's love that binds him to Trump. So no, uh, not at if, all. You know, I think he'll. Um, I think that he will, and I think he'll. He may tell people, you know, uh, yeah. The, this is the, now's the time to, you know, posit your campaign to the possibility that there's going to be a Democratic president. But Listen, it's before late. we go, it's hard. Be, be, before we go, um, I, I really, you know, um, I, I think we ought to talk a little bit about the implications of what the president is doing relative to this election. You know, there's a lot of dark implications to his suggestion that he'll resist. And Mm. especially in the same night when he's throwing bouquets to white supremacists, it's like green lighting, uh, you know, bad things to happen. Um, There was a Republican who's close to him who said, you know, that's what people think. But what really is happening here is he is uh, he is setting up a coping mechanism uh, for what now seems more and more likely, which is that he's going to lose. And he cannot accept that he would lose, uh, that he'd be turned out. And he needs a rationale to explain why he's lost, just as he did, as he needed a rationale to explain why he lost to Hillary by 3 million votes nationally last time. And so he's setting up this scenario. That seems like the most benign interpretation, but the result of it, whatever his motivation, is is really dark in terms of its implications for how people view uh, this, this, you know, the most fundamental element of our democracy. Yeah, no, it's corrosive. To, to Our whole thing relies on public trust, and he's throwing acid at that. The good news is the we're back to the future, Ohio and Florida. They count absentees in real time. Biden's ahead in both states. Um, I've seen terrifying data for the Republicans in Ohio. Biden is investing six or seven million and they've got the money. I'd do 10. Uh, they get those two in election night. They snuff either one of those. They snuff it out. 
because there's no five day, ten day, month long, any yeah. of that wait. We know, and uh, that's why it's so critical. Yeah, yeah. How's Florida looking, buddy? You're working down there. Election held tomorrow. I think Biden would win, but it's tight. Biden's mm-hmm. Biden's got to take a day off from uh, the woke squad and go down to uh, Miami and take a few shots at uh, our friend Maduro in Venezuela, and, uh, mm-hmm. and and send some messages that need to be heard down there. Or the Trump is going to do significantly better in Miami Dade than he did last time, which is should be a Democrat blowout. Now the good news is the rest of the states falling into line pretty well for Joe, um, but there's there's a there's a problem and it needs to be addressed but david i think to your broader point i mean it it is whoever that person was that you were talking to i think is is trying is more than anything to convince themselves that what trump is is unleashing is is not really what he's trying to do but i i think that if you go back in in that last probably 30 minutes of that debate the imagery and the implications are deeply, deeply dark. And, you know, these are people that are hearing this directly from him. Um, they think they're being called to help him. Uh, and and I think, I think that coping mechanism is going to kick in in a way that brings, quite frankly, a lot of people and a lot of guns out into the streets of this country in the week after the election. And, and I think there's going to be some real, real bad times. And, and I, I don't, I don't, it is not something that you can short circuit because Trump's is Trump isn't going to walk out one day and say, everybody go home. You know what? I, I think I just lost. I mean, he's going to continue to stoke and continue to have this therapy session. And I, I think the implications for the country are going to be bad and they're going to be long-term. Because these are people that are going to fundamentally distrust the most fundamental thing in our democracy, and that is electing a president. Yeah. Well, the, the only answer to that is for people who have a different view to go out there and vote and vote in, in record numbers and aggressively. Um, and I think that will happen. Do either of you think that there will be and I don't mean to bog us down in process, but will there be any changes to the structure of the next debate? Will there be any format changes? Will there be that microphone kill switch? Murphy will, will I, I love Steve Scully. He's a, he's a really nice guy. And Wonderful I think he, guy. Yeah. He might be, he might quite frankly be way too nice for what he's about. No, no, to, he's to a to wonderful on, guy, but, but he's Wally Cox. And he, right. he's, do, he's do, do either of you see this changing? Neither of you guys. Yeah, you think you're like the master. Well, of basically, he, he is not. No, he is Steve, the classy journalist, Scully, not Steve, the hammer, Scully. And if I were him, I would ask The Rock or Sergeant Slaughter or somebody to come in as assistant moderator because <laughs> Trump's going to roll right over him. And so again, I think it more more difficult in a town hall setting to do that. But uh, but I don't think that will daunt. Trump. Yeah. So we'll see. But, you know, um, uh, the, we're hacks. We're not supposed to be sentimental about this stuff. But I have to say, because I do believe in it, um, it was a dismaying night. It was a horrible night. Oh, it was incredibly depressing. I mean, look, the truth of hacks is, for all our cynicism, having dealt with the American voter for decades, we all got into this as starry-eyed idealists, you know, because we yeah. believe. Yeah. And it is it is just hard to watch that and know the church in which we've operated for 30 years, throwing elbows and up to occasional skullduggery, but is being burned to the ground by this son of a bitch. It is infuriating. Gibbs, uh, he was speaking for himself there, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. In Chicago, you guys all, uh, you guys, it, it's it all powder Marcus of Queensbury rules exactly. we play by. But Don look, Trump will be voting there for 100 years. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> to your point, Murphy, I mean, you know, we, we have watched the last, you know, you watched in 2012 or 2008 or 2004 or 2000. I mean, these are people that, that didn't agree with each other. But they walked onto that stage understanding that there's a foundation set of rules that had to be followed in order to to elect a president, to, to go through the process of what has to happen. Normalcy, it's like going to the Super Bowl and pulling out a machete and chopping the other quarterback's arm off. It's very bad for football. Yeah. You know, you got you, yeah. you destroy football. It's dispiriting. So, it really yeah. is.
No, which is why the one thing that changed tonight, I don't think the politics did, maybe a bit better for Biden. But what changed is this election became a little bigger, I think, through a very small debate, which is we know what's at stake now. It's our democratic norms. Yeah. And if you if you care about that, the category, you know, the democracy we have that makes us unique, you can't vote for Donald Trump. I don't care about ideology. He is a poison to that. Biden starts tomorrow morning uh, that whistle stop tour. And I think it's a great look. First of all, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I think or last week, I think it's great that Biden has something to go to first thing. Right. Like yep. get out there. And, and, and I, you know, and, and I hope, Murphy, to your point. Is that a that, dog that, whistle stop tour? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> but to your point, Murphy, I hope that's part of the speech that's being written. Right. Yeah. And, what yeah. you, and, 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 and I would infuse it with some of the plan. You know, it's not yeah. just the norms of democracy. It's the norms that protect us from pu- for public health reasons. It's the norms that rebuild our economy in a way that's fair for people so that people in Scranton and Westerville and other can get ahead just like people can in, in, in on Wall Street. And I, I think there's a whole riff. And, I, and I, you know, we haven't seen a lot of on the stump Biden. We haven't seen a lot of on the stump really anybody. Uh, but particularly on the Democratic side. And I do hope in the next couple of days, to your point, they're going to spend a lot of time in Ohio. They're going to spend a lot of time in Pennsylvania reframing this debate. It certainly gives them something big to talk about. And more importantly, or as importantly, hopefully that frame will get distilled, not just on the whistle stop tour, but during the next debate. Yeah. And there's a big window because Trump will be dealing with Republican leaks and even critics on Fox saying you got to drug them next time. It was an embarrassment. I mean, they're off their game. So Trump will have to turn internal and wrestle all that. Well, Biden can soar above if they can write a three minute tight thing he can deliver again. Yeah, and again and he'll again. be out there tomorrow saying that the media, uh, the media whitewashed uh, Biden's performance. You can you can bet on it. I mean, he yeah. is he, he is a grievance candidate and he is terribly aggrieved right now himself. I wish he would stop cutting us in on his therapy sessions, though. Good God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should just kickstart or a shrink to give him somebody else I mean, to complain somebody about. Somebody come in and protect the patient doctor confidentiality and just can we stop watching the therapy session? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in about five weeks. Well, oh I think God. our Hackaroo listeners might need therapy. It's been a nice long show, and it's the middle of the night. And yes. uh, I think we should probably land this uh, this airplane of liberty here. Anything anybody wants to add before we uh, scurry away? Yeah, I just want to ask, are those pajamas you're wearing, Murphy, do those have feet? Or is yes. that... Right. I pulled anyway. my, my rabbit ears down just because I didn't want to <laughs> excite you. But, uh, All right, you guys. It was uh, fun, boys. G- g- good to be with you. I'm going to sleep. Talk to you later. All right. <laughs> good Over night. And out. America will survive. <laughs>